Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Focus on Albany. I'm Cynthia Pooler, and um, my guest today is Marlon Anderson, and I have to give him a call because I'm having technical problems. So I'm calling him, and then we'll, we'll get the show started. Hello? Hi, Marlon. We're on the air. Okay. So, good morning. Uh, good morning. Good afternoon. I'm talking to mm-hmm. Marlon Anderson, and Marlon is going to talk about mayoral politics. So what's new in Marlon's world? <laughs> uh, nothing really new. The, the fight continues. As the public ought to be aware, what was reported in the Times Union, uh, there was an effort made by one of my opponents' campaign to subvert my ballot position, but we have decided to go forward as a write-in candidacy in response to that effort of voter suppression. So tell me, are you collecting signatures now? No, we're no longer collecting signatures. We collected 500 signatures, and uh, the false campaign challenged the signatures at the Board of Elections, and the Board of Elections conveniently removed 202 of those signatures, which placed me below the 300 uh, signature level. Okay. Let me me ask you a couple of questions. I had given you a number of a number of times before, you know, you decided to jump in, into the into the ring, and each time I asked you, you said, "Oh, I haven't made up my mind. I haven't made up my mind," and it was pretty late in the um, campaign season when you decided to get in. Now, in the time uh-huh. that you were thinking, when you were thinking about running. Were you preparing for a run? Well, I was preparing for a run mentally and things of that nature. As I said, I ran before, so I know what it takes to basically run a race. And I ran before, and I did some outreach about the information, what I needed. So I was pretty confident, and I am pretty confident, and I'll explain why later. I am pretty confident about this race. But as I said, I was under the I was under the hope. Yet, you know, during this time, that individuals would be of, of a civil mindset, but it has been proven to be not the case. But, no, I was very prepared. Okay, so I had seen you uh, once when I was driving up Lark Street, and you were standing outside with a petition in your hand. So I was uh-huh. led to believe, I was led to believe just by seeing that, that you would ask people who were passing by to sign your petition. Now, to be really prepared to get 300 signatures, uh, I would think that the uh, a candidate would map out who, uh, in, in what residence they live in and start knocking on doors. To be safe, that you would get the 300 signatures that you needed to be on the ballot. Did you map out any um, 
any households that could sign the petition for you? Well, Cynthia, I live uh, in in the center square area of town, the most high traffic right. area of town in the in the area. Don't forget that this is a COVID. This was the COVID uh, time. And one of the things that I was, you know, hello? I'm here. Yeah. And one of the things I was very aghast at was at the fact that candidates during the time of COVID were reaching out to people, individuals in their homes, even though we have been specifically directed not to have that level of contact with individuals. That was one of the things I was aghast at. We, they got us eating outside and doing everything we can to reduce contact. But yet candidates were readily uh, knocking on doors and going to people's homes. And I wasn't one of those candidates that subscribed to that. I have been very much following the COVID guidelines. And by following the COVID guidelines, and I want to keep, and I want to stress this in this conversation, I secured, I secured on foot and through street canvassing over 500 signatures from Albany residents, over 500 signatures. So I met the signature requirement. That was not a, that was not an issue. One of the things that I am doing now because of, of what was done at the Board of Elections is by the hand of the false campaign is currently circulating an online petition and requiring signatures for individuals who vote were suppressed due to these actions to make sure that I'm included in all the mayoral debates. But no, I I secure well well more than enough signatures. Like I said, I have no doubt about that in my mind. You know, so that was not the, the signature gathering was not an issue. In the highest traffic area in the city, that was not an issue. So I have no okay. qualms or regrets for the way I got my signatures. None at all. Okay. Signatures are one thing. But you needed 300 valid Democratic Party enrolled signatures. And as you were going, standing, and getting signatures, and maybe a lot of the people that you uh, got signatures from, you really didn't know. So were you sure that every single one of those signatures was an enrolled Democrat in the Democratic Party? in the city of Albany? Yes, I was fully confident in the signatures that I secured. Keep in mind, there were some signatures as I reviewed that I disqualified on my own. I, it wasn't like I just took every signature and handed them in. There are individuals that signed the petition that I knew for a fact weren't, uh, weren't for, uh, how should we say, uh, residents, and I quickly disqualified them. You know, you have homeless individuals mentally ill individuals who have done some things like that nature, but they were recognized and fully uh, disqualified. The issues that were raised about this petition weren't about the qualifications of the signatures. Uh, the whole challenge revolved about because of uh, someone signed my petition who signed another person's petition. That's where the whole challenge came from. But, again, the majority of my signatures were valid signatures. And again, as I said, they removed out of 500 signatures, 202 signatures, which put me under the level by two signatures. So that doesn't, you know, for me, that does not pass the spell test. Okay. Now you mentioned, you just mentioned something very important. 
which is you think that somebody who signed your petition signed another person's petition. Now I know That's for correct. a fact Joe Yeah. So I know I know that Joe Bonilla works for the mm-hmm. for the mayor. She works for the mayor. He works for the mayor, I'm sorry. Um what was in it for him to sign your petition? <laughs> Virtually nothing. Virtually nothing. Again, it was it is ludicrous for for them to assert what they have publicly asserted, you know, as a ludicrous Trump level conspiracy theory that for Judd Crasher and Anthony Carolina to assert that this was some vast conspiracy. The only vast conspiracy was for Judd Crasher and Anthony Catalano to suppress the vote and the will of the people, the will of the individuals who supported my campaign and the other campaigns that they challenged in order for them to make this political aspiration for Valerie Foss. That is for, for them to allege that this was some type of massive conspiracy is ludicrous. This is something that you would expect to come from something like the Trump campaign, that they would put together such a lurid and obviously forced allegation. I can't make any assertion of why the individual signed my petition that signed the other one. I didn't pay it any mind, didn't even pay it any matter. To be quite frank, you know, I am not really, you know, familiar with who, who Joe Vanilla is or who he works for. He just signed my petition. He was the person that signed the petition, and that's all. And like I said, it was no conspiracy. And it's laughable that uh, Judd Crasher would put this forward in the way that he did. It's it's laughable, and it speaks to uh, the buffoonery that he represents as a campaign. But again, as I said, I was very confident in my signature, very confident that I had them. Again, this this is an error. This just was an effort to suppress the vote and to keep me off of the ballot. And it speaks to the hypocrisy of the false campaign because she had, when she came into office, she had the same issue with her petitions being challenged. And she went through all the issues of her petition being challenged, but yet she would turn around and suppress the opportunity and vote of someone else for her own interests. It just shows that her interests are her own, her candidates, her campaign's interests are her own. And that's basically all the shows. It's, there's no issue, no smoking going here. It's just was an issue of politics as usual in the city of Auburn. Okay. Now, um, you just mentioned a little while ago debates. Mm-hmm. I, I really don't think my personal feeling, I don't think there's going to be any debates. Um, and let's say there's one-on-one and you're not included. What happens then? Well, basically, again, this is just nothing but voter suppression and a manipulation for the vote. And you are very correct. But there may not be any debates. But again, how is that serving the electoral process? by not having any debates among the candidates. And if and, and if I'm not included, again, it goes back to speaking to how is it serving the, the political process. I am a declared and official candidate for the Democratic nomination for mayor in the city of Albany. I have supporters that I have presented 
to the Democratic uh, organizations in the Board of Elections. Valid, valid and verified support. So why am I not? Why would I not be included? But you are right in that allegation that there may not be any debates because again, this uh, campaign, this mayoral campaign, has been the most low-profile campaign that I've seen in the history of Albany, and that's not serving any interest. We're not getting the issues debated that need. It's not like there's not issues in the city of Albany that need to be debated. It's not like there's concerns in the city of Orbe that they need to be debated, and the issues need to be put out there. You know, if not, why don't we just officially coordinate Kathy Sheehan for another term in, as mayor? We need to have debates. They need to be public, and anyone who is a candidate for the Democratic nomination, which I am, needs to be included in those debates. Let's talk a little bit about... Um... Lukey Forbes. Lukey has not been uh, calling for debates, nor did he question the fact that he was also thrown off the ballot. What do you say to that? I say that it just shows and speaks about Lukey's inexperience in the realm of politics. Period. Lukey, if if you are a, a, a candidate, if you are pursuing office, you need to be talking about issues. You need to be out there debating other candidates who are your opponents. And this just speaks to Lukey's complete uh, inexperience in the field of uh, politics and in this field of civil service, public service. So that's all that is. He's, he, he, and let's be real about it. You know, Before the Black Lives Matter movement, Lukey would have had no experience in the public theater. You know, and this, his, his inexperience is clearly showing in this theater. Okay, so uh, another thing that I had, uh, this is an important thing uh, that I saw on Facebook. Uh, right uh-huh. after you, right after you were disqualified for the for the ballot, you posted on Facebook that you were looking for one or two individuals to to um, pass out flyers. And you said uh-huh. that you were going to, first you said you would pay $15 an hour, then you dropped it down to 12 And uh-huh. do, you, do you have the money to do that? How are you going to finance that? Well, that's nothing. I can pay that out of my pocket. I'm gainfully employed. I, I, can, I can afford a, a, to pay a couple of hours for an individual to support. And I still am looking for a couple of individuals to press up individual uh, informational fires. Uh, the, the primary is two months away. And though we have not, you know, though we have not got ballot position, and this is very important to understand, this is an election like no other. Though we have not got ballot position, and I'm a write-in candidate, understand, ballot, it's not like when you go into the machine, you know, you don't go into the voting booth anymore and pull the levers of what's on the voting booth. You read what's on the voting sheet and you write in whatever candidate you're going to support. So rather than have people circling in the circle of who they're going to support, I'm looking for people to take the extra step and just write my name on the paper ballot. They're already writing. It would be a, a simple step for someone to forego the Democratic line to forego the ballot of candidates on the Democratic line after there is a healthy debate 
I'm on those issues, and that's one of the reasons why I'm, I'm fighting to be in the debate, because I'm confident that if I can get on a debate dais or a debate stage or a Zoom debate with Mayor Sheehan and with uh, Candidate Foss, that I can prove without a shadow of a doubt that I am a much better candidate for mayor than either of them. And with this time, with the way the ballots are structured, a, 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 a writing candidate has to be presented to the public and showing his acumen, his record on the issue, which I have an extensive record of. I'm confident that we could make history in the city of Albany and have the first writing candidate being mayor in the city of Albany. But if we have a vote that's suppressed and manipulated, if we have no debate, no public forums or anything between the candidates, or we have limited debates and limited public forums between the candidates, then the people are not are being ill-served by the process. And that's basically what the bottom line is coming down to, with what continues to go on in the board of elections, or what continues to go on among the candidates, the public's not being served. Again, it's the, camp, the campaign should be decided by the people, not by the board of elections, not by campaign operatives. We, anyone who's seriously running for office should have his case to the people, or, why, or his or her case, or to the people why they should be elected. And the people should be able to vet those candidates on their record, what they've done, and those types of things. And that's what we're, and that's what we're falling behind on. When you look around the nation, where the people are fighting for better elections, for freer elections, and the end to voter suppression, Albany continues to go the wrong way. And it's a shame and an embarrassment. But as I said, if I'm included in the debates, I'm confident that I can win this election. Okay, let me ask you this. You you said that what happened to you was voted suppression. What do you mean by that? How was it voted suppression? It is clear voter suppression. As I said, I presented over 500 signatures to the Board of Elections. The Board of Elections said all you need is – and keep in mind, if no challenge was made, those signatures would have been verified and put through as valid. No challenge was made. Those signatures would have been put through as valid. No challenge, no issue. All you needed to do was not challenge those, those signatures. There was no challenge lodged by Mayor Sheehan's campaign. There was only challenges lost by the false campaign. And that is and that is the bottom line. When we have elections, anyone who chooses to run, if they're officially running, should be allowed to run. We should not be limited by the Board of Elections or by campaign operatives. Essentially, two people, Jeff Crasher and Anthony Catalano, made the decision that they were going to invalidate the almost 500, the over 500 people who said they support me being in the race. And that's the bottom line. Two people invalidated 500 signatures of mine. Two people invalidated 400 signatures of Luke Forbes. Two people. This wasn't by a, a, a vote of the people. This was by the vote of two individuals, political individuals with political ambition. And that needs to change. That's voter suppression. That's manipulation of the election. And that rule needs to change. Now, um, a lot of times when a candidate, before they turn their petitions in, 
they have an election lawyer look over the petitions to make sure everything is on the up and up. Did you do that? No, I did not. I looked over my petitions and everything. And again, this goes to what I'm saying about uh, uh, voter suppression and things like that. This is about the will of the people. This archaic system, that's the archaic system, all these things you are talking about, these are obstacles to the people expressing themselves. This is why we got to do the things to get the money out of out of politics and things of this nature, that you have to hire lawyers to view your petitions, that you have to go to court to challenge people, challenge your petitions, things of this nature. This is not for the everyday individual. If an everyday individual seeks to run for office, unless he's got millions and millions of dollars, or unless he's going out seeking these dollars, how is he going to express the will of the people? It's insane. And it's be, it needs to change. The process is about to be about, it's supposed to be about the people, not about money, not about election lawyers, not about judges, none of that. If you step forward and you're willing to serve, you should be allowed to serve as long as you're an American citizen and a citizen of the place where you're trying to serve at. It shouldn't be all these obstacles and, and walls that they put in the way. And again, it goes to the bottom line. I'm going to keep saying two people invalidated the voice and will of nearly a thousand people in the city of Albany. And that's combining my signatures and combining Lukey Forbes' signatures. Two people, Anthony Catalano and Jeff Crasher, invalidated the will of nearly th- a thousand people. What were they afraid of? Are they afraid to, for Valerie Force to face me on a, on a debate stage? Are they afraid to compare my record to Valerie Force? And that would be a laughable comparison since Valerie Force has no record. That's what needs to change in the city of Albany. When two people can set out on a path to invalidate the voice of thousands of individuals in the city for their own political interests, who are Judd Crasher and uh, Anthony Catalano to say that these thousand people are not valid voters and don't have a valid voice? Who are they to say that? But this happens over and over again in politics. You're not the only one this has ever happened to, right? Yeah, no, that, I, I, I'm not the only one to have to, but again, this could happen to other people. It doesn't make it right. And that's what the issue is. This is not right. This is not American. It's un-American for them, for them, the process that they have done and that they continue to do in the city of Albany. It's an un-American process. That we got people, we got, as I said, in this place alone, we got candidates going to court having to fight. You should not have to fight What inspired you to run for mayor this time around? What are the 
issues that are not being addressed. Violent problems in the world. We've got uh, a lack of proper leadership. We have no fiscal discipline. We have no uh, civil guidance. We have no no economic planning in the world. We haven't had it. Uh, the current Basically, things have gotten worse since he's been in the office, not better. Economically, socially, you think things have gotten worse, not better. And it's just embarrassing that uh, instead of these having her being challenged on the record, she's got the entire party has thrown them live behind her, like nothing has happened, like we haven't had almost 100 people killed in the city of Orleans in the last year alone. And that we stop the economic bullet by the Biden basically passing the, the COVID relief. We stopped the economic bullet when we was in fiscal deficit prior to that. And that type of fiscal mismanagement is going to continue. We don't have any growth strategy. We're not bringing in any new employers and new organizations to create growth in the city of Auburn. Taxes are going up in the city of Auburn, not down. So with a record like that, that record should be challenged. But when you have zero record, as uh, my opponent is said, how are you going to challenge it now in a guard? You can't remember the last time she's been at it, or even find a document of the time she's been at any city meeting or any budget hearing or any, any issue that she's read on. While my record of fighting and leading out all city issues is out. So that's what inspired me to run no one else out there running the challenge for mayor. So we have a few months left until the primary. Um, are you going to forego the primary, and are you going to be on the ballot in the general election in November? Well, no, I'm. I'm only again. If you if you win the Democratic primary, you are essentially the mayor of Auburn. There is no the independent vote, the you know, other party votes, the Republican vote is null and void in the city of Auburn. If you do not win the Democratic primary, you are if whoever wins the Democratic primary is the mayor in the city of Auburn. I'm running for the Democratic nomination in the city of Auburn. I'm confident that it is given a fair opportunity to present my case to the people in the city of Albany on the debate stage and on the debate dais that I can win this election. We just need debates in the city to debate the issues and debate what's not being talked about. Again, it's embarrassing that we're having a mayor election in this city and that we are hearing zero about it. We get maybe one article in Times Union now and then. Nobody is talking about anything. Nobody's talked about debating or any any issues. And I understand, you know, COVID is one thing. But again, we have to have, if we're going to have a fair election, we have to have debates and discussion about why and why and what and who. And we're not getting that right now. We're not getting that at all. We're not getting a, a, a free and fair democratic process at all. So basically right now we're just handing Captain Shea in a new election. Uh our time is up, Marlon. So can you give your contact information out to anybody who wants to get involved in your campaign? 
Uh, but yes, you can reach out to Anderson from Albany, 2021 at Facebook.com. I am encouraging anybody within the sound of my voice to please go to change.org and sign my petition to ensure that we're included in all primary debates for mayor. Because it's very important that everyone who is running for the Democratic nomination in the city of Albany be included in the debate and discussion. We need a fair and honest election. So go to change.org, sign my petition to be included in the uh, mayor debates and Anderson for Albany 2021 uh, at facebook.com and continue to listen to Cynthia Fuller and the focus on Albany. Thank you. Thank you, Marlon. So you've been listening to Marlon Anderson. I'm Cynthia Pooler. This is Focus on Albany. If you like this show, like us on uh, Facebook, follow us on Twitter. Thanks, Marlon. Have a great day. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Do the same, Cynthia.